Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. Here is your host, Chase Green. Hello and welcome to Season 4, Episode 13 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is Season 2 with the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts. I hope that you'll check out all of our podcasts at scatteredabroad.org. We've got uh, many different podcasts that you can choose to listen to uh, on each day of the week at Scattered Abroad Network. Today, we are with Avery Hackney once again, and we're going to wrap up our discussion on mission work on the podcast today. You know, Christianity is only lived, you know, bit by bit, seems like. You know, some people pick and choose what they want. Christ expects every Christian to be fruitful. You know, that that's our job. Now, going along with the idea about in-state missions, I want to talk about that for a minute because I'm very passionate about this. I, I grew up in the South. I was born in Georgia. I you know, went to high school and, and all that stuff in Alabama. Um, so the Bible Belt is where I'm from. Went to school in Tennessee. My first, you know, preaching while I was in school had been in Tennessee. I w- I'm from the Deep South, and I love where I'm from. However, I choose to live in Missouri and choose to live kind of away from my family. And, you know, that frustrates them from time to time. But but you got to understand, as a minister— my job is to save as many souls as possible and be as you know effective as I can. So consider with me a couple of numbers, and these numbers date back a couple years. I, I wrote these down a while ago. But consider how many congregations are in each state versus the population of the state. So first we'll, we'll start with the South because that's you know where I grew up. Alabama, which is where I, I really refer to as my home. Um, the population is roughly about 5 million people in Alabama, and currently there are about um, 867 congregations in the state of Alabama. And uh, my math may be a little bit off, but I think it's right. It, there's about one congregation per 5,767 people. And literally, there are certain counties in Alabama that have 40, 50, 60 congregations, right? Oh, yeah. The last I checked... Um, the county where my parents lived, there was about 57 churches of Christ, 57 in their county. And so, you know, we would love to see the number be even lower than that as far as congregations versus, you know, population. But there's about one congregation every 5,767 uh, 5, people. When you think about Tennessee, population about 7 million congregations in the state of Tennessee. Listen to this, in the state of Tennessee. There are 1,427 congregations of the Lord's Church. So when you look at the congregation per capita, it's about one congregation for every 4,905 people. So even lower than, than Alabama. Now, here's the kicker. California currently has a population of about 39 million people. Million. Alabama, 5 million. Tennessee, 7 million. California, 39 million. Congregations, 620. In the state. Keep in mind, 
you know, certain counties in Alabama have 57. The whole state of California has 620. And that averages out to about one congregation for every 62,903 people. The state of New York, this this is probably one of the saddest ones. Population of about 19 million. Congregations of the Lord's Church, 103. One congregation per every 184,466 people. And we wonder why those places are so ungodly. There's not much salt and there's not much light in those places. Well... That's true. There's, there isn't a lot of salt, and there isn't a lot of light. But do we fault the people, or do we fault the messengers? Because if you go back to the main example that we started with in Ezekiel, if the people never got warned, and they get caught by the enemy, who's guilty? The messenger. And so, listen, I, I love the South. If you preach or worship in the South, I am not calling you out in any way, shape, or form. I just think that we need to spend more time outside of the Bible Belt, outside of the South, and extend our area of influence. Because maybe places wouldn't be so, you know, dim and so, you know, ungodly if we would spend more time working and trying to save these people. You know, we used the example of Russia and China earlier. Maybe it wouldn't be so hard to do mission work in Russia and China if we made the first steps. And try to convert as many people as possible and, and see how it multiplies over the years. And, and it, over time, it would get easier. Yeah, and, and I also want to think about this. Uh, some of those places that you mentioned are not exactly desirable places for men to take their families and go preach. I'll give you an example. Uh, Lindsay and I, and, and this is our own personal preference. It's not something that we bind on anybody at all. Uh, but, you know, just kind of for wisdom's sake, Lindsay and I believe in the current climate it's best uh, for us to homeschool our children. That's our personal choice. Again, we don't bind that on anybody. But, you know, I've I've looked at congregations before in uh, Colorado, which is a place that uh, does not have a lot of congregations per population. Um, if I were to look in California or New York, guess what? Those states, their homeschooling laws are not very friendly. So the point that I'm making is this. Sometimes preachers factor in where they want to go preach based on things such as, in our case, uh, the homeschooling laws. Uh, it could be uh, crime, crime levels. Uh, there's all kinds of socioeconomic factors like that. What about this? In California, is it easy to make a living, you need a lot of money in California to be able to afford the higher cost of living. Well, guess what? There's not very many congregations in California that can afford to pay a preacher what he needs to be able to live in California. So it, 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 is, it ends up being a, a major dilemma that makes it difficult for men to go to those places and preach. So that's another factor as well is how can we get men to be able to go to those difficult places and preach. I, I guess one thing is, well, you know, if, for instance, if you can't afford to go preach there, well, why not 
raise some support. Uh, get a couple of congregations in the Bible Belt, maybe, uh, to help you to furnish some of your salary so that you can afford to go to those places. So that's just one suggestion and something I think we need to encourage preachers to think about is, yes, it might not be the most ideal place to raise a family. Uh, Maybe the morality is so bad. San Francisco, California, for instance, not known. uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, not known as very uh, wholesome places to raise a family. And yet those places need the gospel. So something that I think we definitely need to consider there as well, particularly uh, as preachers. I think that is one of the reasons why it's so important to understand that every Christian has the, you know, burden of carrying upon their shoulders the message of the gospel and spreading that message. Because you got to think about it like, yeah, yeah, it might be really hard as a preacher to move your family to an undesirable place, but there are still people there and there's still souls there. And sometimes if you are, you know, if you are living in a place like that, maybe, you know, somebody listening to this podcast lives in a place like that, I want to encourage you. Uh, You know, I don't want to discourage you, but I want to encourage you. Don't wait around on someone else to do your job. You know, uh, and and I don't say that with, you know, a harsh tone. I I say that with care and, and concern, but you've got to pick up your own cross and go out there and, and save souls. Um, over this past year, I've had the awesome uh, ability and, and uh, privilege to be able to start preaching virtually for a congregation in Burbank, California, which is a community of Los Angeles. Um, their preacher passed away, and they do not have a preacher, and they're not meeting in person right now because of certain laws uh, due to uh, you know COVID-19. And so they've asked me to virtually preach, and I've done that several times. And let me tell you, those Christians are some of the most zealous, awesome people you'll ever meet. And and so obviously I, I can't necessarily move my family across the country just, you know, to go preach to one town, um, but I can do what what I have access to, and that's virtual, you know, meetings with these people and encouraging them. I've preached on trips before. I've preached in Alaska. Alaska is a state with only 28 congregations within the entirety of the state. Now, we understand there's not a lot of people that live in Alaska, but there are still souls. And it's so sparsely populated and and spread out, too. There's not a lot of opportunities for people who are spread out across those sparse areas to be able to find a congregation. Um, And it may even be necessary for Christians who live up there to meet in their home with maybe themselves and maybe one or two other families because there's just not opportunities to meet together like there are uh, so so much plentiful opportunities uh, in places like the Bible Belt. You know, that that is true. Um, you know, you see the adaptability of Christians in those rural places. Now, Alaska, you have a large population in Anchorage, and then in the very north, you have a large population in Fairbanks. But the road going from Anchorage to Fairbanks is pretty empty as far as congregations go. And there are towns here and there. I mean, there's not a lot. I'm not going to say there's a lot of towns, but there are towns here and there. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously traveling, I traveled a lot as a kid and traveling with my family, we got to run into all sorts of different uh, Christians all across the country. And I can remember one incident that my family ran into, I believe they were in Montana. 
and uh, they found a congregation, and it was meeting in this woman's home. And uh, there was only a handful of people there. I can't remember the exact number. But the shortest distance driven by any of the people was 100 miles. The shortest distance was 100 miles just to worship. And what they would do, having to adapt just to meet, they would drive to this woman's house. They would spend the whole day there. They would eat lunch, and then around dinner time, they would start heading back to their homes. And they would spend the whole Sunday worshiping together as a family. And so it's not always easy. You know, in rural areas, uh, North Dakota has seven congregations in it. South Dakota, 24. Nebraska, 49. Uh, Kansas, 159, a little bit more than Nebraska. But the point is, is those those wide open ranges that you have a lot of distance between, you know, towns, you just got to adapt in the ways you can. And us who do not live in places like that encourage how you can. That's why I loved being able to go to Alaska and, and preaching while I was there on vacation or preaching virtually in, in California. Uh, or one year we were able to go to Arizona and go to a an Indian reservation there. We went to the Navajo uh, reservation there and we, you know, helped work with the congregation there and encourage them. And you just got to work with what you have and the time you have. We would all love to have more time, but we have to work and be adaptable to what we are given. Very good stuff. I appreciate you, Avery, for uh, joining us on the podcast today and encouraging mission work, both uh, foreign and uh, local here in the United States as well. And uh, really, I want to conclude with this, and, and that is you can't talk about evangelism, you can't talk about uh, mission work without reading from Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. So I'd like to read that now, and let's think about that, everyday Christians. Let's think about this. Let's realize that we all, as everyday Christians, uh, should be involved in some form or fashion with evangelism, with mission work. Uh, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, and that's key, all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Avery, I I sure appreciate you joining me for the podcast today, and we'll have to do it again sometime. Thank you, Chase, anytime. And uh, I just want to encourage everyone to... Think about these missions going forward. Pray about these, you know, men and women who are working overseas, both both overseas and stateside, as they work to spread the borders of the Lord's kingdom. And I pray that you choose to do the same. Thank you very much. Thank you, Avery. Well, we uh, hope that you will continue to join join us on Mondays on the Everyday Christian Podcast, and we will have another episode next week here on the Everyday Christian Podcast at the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.